This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Let me now ask you a question. Do you believe in superstitions? Do you have lucky charms? Do you perform small rituals before doing something important? It's all right if you do. There is nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with having little beliefs and rituals. But should they influence big decisions in your life? What if these superstitions were involved in political decisions? Decisions of leaders and lawmakers. The decisions that affect you and me. The South Korean president is facing heat over something similar. But before I tell you about that, have a look at these headlines from last year. Remember when newly elected president Yoon Suk Il decided to change the presidential office? Yoon vowed not to step into the Blue House. Instead of moving into the beautiful building adorned with 150,000 handmade blue tiles, Yoon decided to relocate the presidential office to an underdeveloped neighborhood. The office was moved from Northern Seoul to a defense ministry complex in Yongsan district. And the move came as a shock to South Koreans. It was estimated to cost $40 million of taxpayers' money. Now, why did Yoon do that? This is where the theories of superstitions come in. Some lawmakers and journalists are claiming that the move was provoked by a shaman, a self-proclaimed prophet, has made some serious allegations. Let's put a face to it. His name is Cheong Gong. He says he acted like an undeclared personal advisor to Yoon. He allegedly provided counseling to the president. He influenced Yoon's political decisions. And this includes his, res uh, his uh, resignation as the top prosecutor. Cheong Gong says he also advised Yoon to enter politics in 2021. Now the South Korean president has denied all these allegations. His office has filed defamation against seven people who, have, uh, who claimed the uh, soothsayer's involvement. The former defense ministry spokesman, Bo Seung Chan, being one of them. In his memoir, he claimed that a fortune teller accompanied the president's top security chief while viewing a property for Yoon. He allegedly also visited the army headquarters office at the defense ministry. So what gives? A little feng shui is understandable, but can a country's president really rely on a fortune teller's advice? Should he allow him to assess properties to move political offices? especially when it involves taxpayers' money. This is, by the way, not the first time President Yoon is facing these questions. His superstitions have not stayed hidden from the public eye. They were evident during his election campaign as well. In 2021, Yoon was seen waving his palm. Now, there is nothing new about that. But let's just zoom in a little bit. Have a look at his palm. Can you see something written there? Yoon had the Chinese character Wong written on his palm. Wong means king in Chinese. You see, this sort of inscription is usually advised by shamans. It is supposed to provide courage to the user, 
assist them with education? Did Yoon think he would win the debate through this? If anything, it was good fodder for attacks from his rivals. They accused him of relying on shamanism. Some reference to his wife's doctoral degree, which she had reportedly garnered after presenting a paper on fortune telling. The separation of church and the state was a major milestone of modernity. But somehow, religion and superstitions have still leaked into politics. After all, the political world is full of uncertainties and risks. And this makes it fertile ground for religious beliefs and practices. Amid anxieties over losing an election or being assassinated, many politicians are inclined towards mingling with gods, spirits, occult forces. South Korea's Park Yun-hye, in fact, was impeached over this. She was ousted from office in 2017 as she seemed to be under the extreme influence of a cult leader. Many U.S. politicians have also tried superstitions and extremely unique rituals to boost their luck through an election. For Barack Obama, it was basketball. He believed that shooting hoops before an election gave him the advantage. And when he did not play basketball before the primaries in New Hampshire and Nevada, he lost the elections. But when he played before Iowa and South Carolina, the primaries were a slam dunk. Another example is that of Ronald Reagan. After a failed assassination attempt, his wife hired an astrologer to help keep him safe. And if we just rewind a little, Franklin D. Roosevelt had an extreme fear of the number 13. He would never have dinner with 13 guests. Traveling on the 13th was out of the question. William Wickenley believed in the luck of red carnations. He was wearing one on his lapel when he won a seat in the Ohio Congress. And as grim as it might sound, on the day of his assassination, he gave his carnation to a child in the crowd. So do superstitions actually work? Seems very unlikely, but they do keep making an appearance in the political world. Should the leaders let it get the best of them is the question.